Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Edge.in podcast. I'm Dr. Estella Cheville, and I'm so happy to share another Edge.in podcast with you. Our goal at Edge.in is to help you champion your human potential in Christ. And we do this through our weekly podcast, where we share messages that God has given from, to us to share with you. For more information on Edge.in, be sure to go to our, week, our Facebook page at edgegodin.com our website at edgegodin. So this week's podcast is titled Altruism Begins with the Fundamental Message of Jesus, God's Love. Mark 12, 31 commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves. I believe that God's love is incredible. It actually justifies our lives and fills us with hope for the future. And to our benefit, God's love guides us toward our actions. Those actions include mercy, discipline, patience. And as we learn to love more, the Lord loves us back and we grow on the fruits of the spirit and we experience more compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, all elements of altruistic behavior. This Bible study will share some thoughts on altruism and how it starts with experiencing and sharing Christ's love. Let us pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for the gift of salvation. We come to you with thanks and praise. We thank you for love, which conquers all. We also pray, Lord, on Ephesians 3, 18 and 17, that we have the power that you give us to love through the Holy Spirit. We also ask that we can understand the width, the length, the depth of your love and help us to do this in our altruistic behaviors. Help us to understand, Lord, and continue to open ourselves to your Holy Spirit, recognizing that Christ is in our hearts through faith. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to share today. And I ask that you overtake the flesh and give the spirit and out and, and let my spirit come out and share with others so that we can all be rooted and grounded in the love that you've given us. Amen. So again, happy to share with you this great Bible study. Um, I, I want to start with John 3.16 and talk a little bit about God loving us so powerfully. In John 3.16, it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that everyone who believes in him won't perish, but have eternal life. Wow. He gave his only begotten son so that we would live. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm asked um, to do that for myself or humanity, I, I couldn't do it. It's beyond the love I feel I am capable of. This sacrifice is hard to imagine, but think about it. God did this for us and he's done much more. As I was meditating and praying on autistic behavior in Christ, I actually became overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed in the thoughts of his love and all that he gives to us daily, hourly, minute and moment by moment. As we embrace life, it is sometimes hard for us to see love. We see and read all of this nasty, horrible things that are happening in the world. 
and we for, we lose track of of what love actually looks like and we don't really think about it as much as we should as we embrace life we need to realize that love is present and we also must be able to differentiate the levels of love in action the bible tells us that love is a crucial attribute of god in christianity so all of us in, as Christians need to be loving. 1 John 4, 8 and 16 states that God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. So as you see, you can't have one or the other. If God is love, then love is, is, is God. And this is what we need to be using in everything that we do. This is the thing that we need to be activating in all of all things that we work toward. Love is God. God is love. Now to us, that might seem, it might seem simple to love, right? Uh, we all have this uh, incredible, beautiful experiences of love. We, we, uh, it may be love of of our, someone, a lover, or our, our relationship with our family, um, our husband, or our, our children, um, all of these things, our love for a friend. We have this incredible love, a love when we experience our act of giving. But imagine that is nothing compared to the love God has for us. He invented all that love. I constantly remind myself that I, my ability to, I have to love God first because he created love, right? God gives us what we call agape love, which is the highest level of love. This is a love for humanity and it's not measurable and it's, in, it's, 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 incomparable, it's an incomparable love for mankind. It is, it is a divine love that come and that 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 he gives to us. Agape love is perfect, unconditional, and pure. So you see, God is the source of love, he, and that love is a source of altruistic behavior. He and only He can bring forth the qualities we need to be generally altruistic and exhibit this behavior. So that's why. It is in his fundamental teaching. The Gospel of Matthew records Jesus' answer to a question that someone asked him about Jesus' law. And Jesus answered, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first commandment. And the second commandment is, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I don't really need to say any more because loving our neighbor as ourselves means allowing God to guide our actions toward showing mercy, discipline, patience. And as we learn to love the Lord back, we actually grow further in the fruits of the Spirit and open ourselves up to more compassion, kindness, humility, genuine uh, gentleness, and patience. So I want to give you three things. Uh, that I feel after reading the word and studying the word um, are, are, are essential to being able to act on altruist, altruism. The first is we need to acknowledge that Jesus is love 
and the source of our altruistic behavior. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to love like Jesus and to be bold within him. The Holy Spirit is a gift from God and it guides our altruistic self. Now that we know that altruism, altruism starts with God and it is one of God's greatest commandments, we must really embrace loving our neighbor as ourselves. Again, Mark 12, 31 tells us uh, that we have to do, Mark 12, 12, 31 says, all we have to do is develop the activities, things, and principles that are a center for us. And, and this is through loving our neighbor. He tells us to love our neighbor in the scriptures, but all we have to do is act on that by developing activities, things, and principles that are a center for, uh, for it. Exercising these godly spirits can only happen through the love of Jesus Christ. It can be seen in our patience, our capacity to tolerate and deal with problems, our compassion, our concern for suffering and misfortunes of others, our kindness, our generosity, and our consideration for others. Remember the teaching of 1 Peter 3.8. It says, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. So acknowledging this lets us understand the source of our love and our ability to give this love to others. The second thing is to unleash the power of the Holy Spirit. Many of you may be listening um, from uh, the uh, course that we're doing on emotional intelligence in Christ. But one of the things we talk a lot about in that course is to unleash the power of the Holy Spirit. And that causes us to activate what we call emotional intelligence in Christ. So what is the definition of emotional intelligence in Christ? It is the activation of the Holy Spirit within you to discern and manage personal emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God by loving others well as Jesus did. It's all about love. And the only way you can develop and act on a behavior is to ask God's Holy Spirit. Galatians 2.20 tells us that I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live in this flesh as myself, but Christ lives in me. You see, God, guys, when we're born again, we're born anew with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's there. We just need to ask him to activate it. When we're wondering about how do we act in our altruistic nature, we just have to ask him. You know, it is a miracle that happens each time we activate this spirit. This is a miracle. People ask I'm not seeing common today miracles in the 20, 21st century. Yeah, this miracle happens all the time. And this miracle starts when we ask God to activate the Holy Spirit in our hearts and minds. Philippians 2.5 tells us that, and tells us to have the same mindset as Christ Jesus has in our relationships with one another. So you see this mindset is what, and in, in, in the, in the heart that you open up to the Holy Spirit is what in, unleashes the power within us. The third thing is to ask God how he would have us act out or show up in our altruistic giving. So many people worry about what should I give and, and is this the right gift? But instead of worrying about what you should give, you shouldn't concern yourself with that, but concern yourself with love. Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 tells us that each of us should share 
what we decided in our hearts to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So you see, worry isn't in the mix. We don't need to worry about what we give or worry if what we gave is right or wrong. We need to make sure that it's a joyful gift and that love was present in that giving. God will bless us abundantly in every good work. When we put others first, God lifts us up. It's important for us to work to be devoted to others in love and that brings out altruistic gifts. Giving is an act of faith and a true test of love. I hope that in some way that I have blessed you with this Bible study and with these thoughts on altruistic nature. And I encourage you to activate the Holy Spirit that will be the true uh, test of love and the true a power in your altruistic giving. Be blessed.